Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott Scott Podcast and as always I'm joined by Ben Baker. Ben, how are we? I'm really good, Scott. How are you? I'm very well, mate. So let's just dive right into it. Let's talk about uh, Celtic, Ben. Ben, I know you've got a lot to say about what happened against Zenit. Um, what are your thoughts? Let's just get right into it. Zenit 3, Celtic nil. Celtic out of the Europa League. What's your thoughts? I think we've crashed out pretty embarrassingly to be honest with you. It's like we we play away games in Europe and there's just no like I don't know under, I don't understand what it is. There seems to be no like It's a totally different Celtic side, yeah. It's not a team that drags forward and holds possession and wants to play like the Celtic way. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but it's not you know like at a Celtic park watching Celtic versus St Johnson and you know, there's Lustig and Kieran Tierney overlapping the midfielders, the wings. There's a lot of high pressure. There's centre backs running forward, making good passes. But then we're playing in Europe, and it's just a lot more of a flat performance, and there's a lot less energy. That's where it really feels. And I know we're playing against better teams, but you need to try and control the game. Celtic are good enough where we should be able to hold possession and play their own way, but they don't. And I don't understand why why that is. I don't know if it's uh, to do with Brendan Rodgers' tactics. Um, or maybe Celtic just are not you know good enough. Like good enough for you, not man. It could be true because we've not been in you know the final sixteen in the Champions League since you know two thousand and twelve thirteen. Uh, so I mean, it could be true. Maybe we just are not good enough. Um, I felt it was all right, as you said. It it was a embarrassing result, right? And Celtic, the champions of Scotland, right, representing Scotland in Europe. And they serve up that kind of performance. I thought it was an embarrassment for Scottish football. Celtic were disgraceful. They were horrific. It was just it was a very gutless performance from Celtic. And I don't know how Brendan Rodgers could really defend that or cover up the cracks. Because it was just totally unacceptable. And it's even for the second goal, Ben, De Vries, how has that guy made a living as a goalkeeper? That... That second goal was ridiculous. How did that even go in? He's been so unimpressive since we signed him. So I think you'd think, you know, with Craig Gordon, uh, I like Craig Gordon. Uh, I think most I think most Celtic fans like him. But Celtic, you would think, you know, the champions of Scotland, as you said, massive team won the treble. Well, everybody knows how big Celtic are. You would think we would have a backup goalkeeper who was, like, capable. Yeah, I know, I know where you come from. And I, I just don't, I just really can't understand it, how Celtic, well, like, they're sort of fantastic uh, at domestic level, then they come into Europe and they just completely crumble, completely crumble, and it was just, as I was saying, it was a gutless performance, and Lustig, some Celtic fans, last, even Lassie's when trying to claim this guy is the best right back in the country, not a chance. Lustig is horrific. I've been a massive fan for a long time. I've been a massive, massive fan for a long, uh, for a long time, and his performances of late have been been dreadful. They've been absolutely horrendous. And get a red card against Aberdeen. Oh then, yeah, it's been about that Aberdeen game. On the pitch, I, on the pitch yeah, the that mistake that led up to the red card. <laughs> that is a player that's got no confidence in himself. Zero. Yeah. Absolutely no confidence. I mean, he's an international right back. He, he's he's um, no something we've signed out of nowhere, you know. He's he should have the experience and in, in uh, you know the discipline, but it's just the, his performances, you know, this year have just 
No, it's simply it's simply not good enough, Ben. N- not at all. Um, and yeah, it was a really, um, as we we're saying, it was just I don't know what it was with Celtic. They just totally crumbled. And when the first goal went in, when Zenit scored the first goal, the Celtic players were looking around at each other and they're like, "Yeah, we've, we're going to lose this." They effectively accepted defeat there and then, which for a Celtic team is unacceptable. And Brendan Rodgers' uh, record in Europe, even with Liverpool, it's a joke. <laughs> it's an utter joke. When he was uh, in the Champions League with Liverpool, he couldn't even make the last 16. They finished third, in which was a very easy group for them. It's a group that they could have got out of. And even his record with Celtic, in the Champions League only he's only won one game of Celtic in the Champions League and that was against Analect that was it and, th- and that was away from away from home and then they but played them at Parkhead and got beat 1-0 yeah. you think of that performance though, and it, it was a good performance Celtic drove forward to play their own game like, you know and so you would think oh maybe something's changing maybe we, we are realising we can play football away from home and we can play football against bigger teams and we can we can uh, force our game on, on the European teams but then, you know, the week after that, the week after that, then against Zenit, we just don't, we just don't play with the same confidence. I mean, apart from Scott Brown, I don't think, you know, it was a, it doesn't, I mean, the Celtic teams, I think, I think's good. Uh, but in the Champions League and in Europe, the only player who looks like he fits in is Scott Brown. And that's not good enough. And, and it's another thing as well, Anne, right? Why, Brendan Rodgers in January, knew, right, he had a big game coming up in the Europa League, right, if he wanted to seriously progress in Europe, even in the summer, right, he knew Celtic had a defensive problem, why did he not rectify that, that's where serious questions need to be made to Brendan Rodgers, because he knew Celtic had a defensive problem, why not go out and sign two capable centre-halves, he's got the biggest budget in the country, right, and he has contacts down south. Even even Celtic have a goalkeeping problem. Why did he not rectify that? That's that's where questions need to be asked of Brendan Rodgers. I think question. Well, yeah. I mean, if you well, it's easier for Celtic fans to remember it, but it seems as if for years and years and years Celtic have always got a defensive problem, and you'll go through phases where you know the defence looks settled or whatever. But you know, you're only ever one or two injuries away from that changing. So Celtic have had a defensive problem for a long time, and there's defenders coming and going, and it's it is odd. It's a strange one, it is, but that's where Rodgers needs to come under a lot of criticism for that. And uh, speaking of Brendan Rodgers' uh, future, he's been linked with Arsenal. Job, you seen that, eh? Yeah, he's the favourite, isn't he? Um, well, a lot of top managers. Uh, are linked with the job better managers than Rodgers uh, in my opinion I think you agree with people like Rafa Benitez uh, Conte uh, Diego Simeone they've been linked with the job um, and also yeah, the big job but I, I, I don't see him leaving anyway well, he's still got I, another you know, two and a half years I'm going to make a very bold prediction right let's just say the, there's going to be a lot of jobs that will come up in the summer in England like for example West Ham I think that job uh, will become available. Newcastle job, I think, will become available. I think Rafa Benitez has had enough there. Uh, the Arsenal job, come on, let's be honest, that will be available. So there'll be some top jobs that will be available down south. And let's just say one of those three clubs approach Celtic for Brendan Rodgers. I think Rodgers will go. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll go. I think he'll go. I think he'll 
Uh, 100% go. If West Ham come in for Rodgers, he's off, I think. I don't agree. He's still got a lot of time left in his contract, and yet, but, you know, in, he seems to be enjoying himself here, you know, uh, when you listen to interviews and things. Managers in England come and go, and Brendan Rodgers obviously knows that better than, any, like, better than us. But how ca- how far can he take Celtic, though, mate? Like, how far can he seriously take Celtic? Right, he's already done the treble, and... And obviously the evidence is right there. He's got a horrendous European record uh, in general, especially with Celtic. So how far can he realistically take Celtic? You know. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. If I think he's still yeah, deep down fancying himself down south. I mean, there is no manager that's going to be able to take us further than what Brendan Rodgers is going to take us. I, I, I don't feel we'll ever get enough. You know. The final 16 in the Champions League without, I mean it, it, it could happen but we'll never progress through the last 16 not, not for a long time anyway probably. not unless the board back uh, yeah, yeah, Rodgers with money or any other manager with money that's the only way and the board uh, by the looks of things don't want to do that and so I think don't really seem like an attractive club to players anyway even if I've got the money because we get have to you know banished out of European competitions every season anyway mm. Yeah, but so we'll just then uh, we'll move on from the Zenit game. But one last thought on the Zenit game, I felt as though it was, as we said, it was just totally unacceptable. And it, in my opinion, it gives, it adds more fuel to the fire for the folks down south, down in England, to criticise our game, saying, "Look at Celtic, they're even well, they're, they're not they're not run away with the league this season, but last season they totally ran away with it. Then they're getting humbled in Europe, they're getting embarrassed in Europe. I'm saying, what can I like? like look at look at state of Scottish football." Team that's top of the league, the champions going to Europe and get utterly embarrassed. It's it doesn't set a good example for the Scottish game, in my opinion. But uh, we'll move on from that, and uh, we'll speak, speak about Aberdeen Celtic and <sighs> Aberdeen. What a chance that was for them to get a result against Celtic, and they just totally totally bottled it. I think that's ten wins in a row uh, for Celtic against Aberdeen. Yeah. Typical Aberdeen anyway against you know not only Celtic but the old firm and it seems to be any sort of team hitting a bit of form. So it was a bit of a I mean two 0 two two. And see the thing is, see the thing is though as well, mate. That was a great chance for Aberdeen. Celtic just came back from Russia. I think it was like three days after Russia. Tired legs, fatigue. Why not press Celtic, right? Why not just get right in their faces, high pressing, just high pressing them, get right in their faces, and they didn't do that. One time, Aberdeen just stood off them, stood off them, let Celtic play their game, and that benefited Celtic so much, and they ended up getting the three points because of that, because of Aberdeen's horrendous tactics. McInnes, I feel as though Rangers dodged a bullet with Derek McInnes there. Honestly, honestly Derek McInnes does not know how to play against the big teams. I feel as though I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to think he's been found out. Derek McInnes. And could, could you imagine if Derek McInnes went to Rangers, right? And this is the kind of tactics he would use with a Rangers team in the old firm game. It, it's yeah, it's extremely worrying. So it was a comfortable performance from, uh, for Celtic. Very comfortable. Yeah, I know. I know, and then people out there genuinely think Aberdeen are going to finish above Rangers. 
Like, Rangers can at least take points off Celtic. Aberdeen have been beaten off Celtic for the la- in the last 10 games. 10 in a row. That is utterly embarrassing. And uh, Aberdeen, it, it just shows you, like, as soon as Rangers get a competent manager and a manager at least has some sort of idea in what they're doing, look at Aberdeen now, you know. Rangers have played Aberdeen the last three times, three in a row, Graham Murty. <laughs> Aberdeen, I don't know what it is with Aberdeen against bigger teams. Can't, they just do not turn up. Against the smaller clubs, yeah, they can, that's all fine and dandy. You can beat the Ross Counties of this world and beat the St. Johnsons, etc. But you need to really turn up against the big teams, Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs. Can't do it. I know. Uh, it's just but it was, it was a, as I was saying, very comfortable for, uh, performance from Celtic. It was a well-needed uh, three points as well. Kieran Tierney, yeah, Kieran Tierney yeah. in the last uh, ten minutes of the game scored a fant- uh, fantastic goal. Well, uh, Kelly and Bolford and Bailey as well. That was, like, was a good goal, you know. Oh yeah, it was uh, some good play. Celtic played some decent stuff to be fair, and three points clean sheet. You couldn't really really ask much more. Uh, than that and then obviously Celtic played Green, uh, Green at Morton uh, last weekend not really much more you can really add in that one mate can you 3-0 through the semi-final it's two goals Dembele you know it's, it's the same thing <laughs> yeah that's basically I know I know so but yeah expected uh, performance but still solid enough what mate an expected performance but still still solid enough oh yeah so Aber- like one more wee thing on Aberdeen though. Um, where do you see Aberdeen really going from here? They they also obviously you know Aberdeen uh, at the weekend they're through with uh, Kilmarnock and uh, obviously they're not through the semi final yet the Scottish Cup. Um, they drew one each and obviously they'll need to go to a replay. But where do you see them going from here, mate? Do you really still think they're going to finish second? Do you think you can get past Kilmarnock, mate? <laughs> Are you sure? Rugby Park? Well, I think we're aiming, we'll be aiming for a cup final to have a successful season. Uh, I, don't, I don't know... I don't, I don't know what I expect for Aberdeen Kilmarnock. It's a big game, but as I said, anybody who's in a bit of form or anybody who's near them on the table don't seem to turn up, so... Mm-hmm. To have a successful season, they'll need to, get, they'll need to you know, finish above Rangers or get to a cup Final, uh, I think they'll finish third. I think they'll, they'll get third. I, I don't think. I don't think it's it's um it's set in stone. Is that the honest? Celtic are going to win the league, uh, and it's still uh, Rangers have hit form. That's what you you need to realise. Well, Rangers have hit a bit of form. Everybody, every team, every season goes through phases of being in form. So Rangers lose this form. It might take for Celtic to beat them two 0 or whatever at Ibrox, and then that's when they hit a bit of a dip again. Aberdeen will probably find their form before the end of the season. It could be very close. So I, I don't know who's going to finish second or not. I thought it would be the Aberdeen when Rangers were in bad form. Now the tables have turned and Rangers are sitting second, you know, by three points. So I don't think it's set in stone. I'm not saying Rangers are not going to finish second, but I think we'll finish a good few points by Celtic whoever finishes second. And, but bear in uh, mind though, right, as you were saying, like you're talking about teams hit a bit of form, right? Rangers have hit form at the right time and also... Rangers have improved the squad in January and see Rangers have only lost one game in the last two two or three months. So and then that was against Hibs at Ibrox. Since uh, we've got Rangers have obviously heavily improved improved the squad. Players like Jamie uh, Jamie Murphy, Jason Cummings, 
uh, Greg Doherty, Sean Goss, Rangers, Rangers have and Russell Martin as well. Rangers have improved, and when you compare Rangers squad to Aberdeen squad, night and day, it's not an opinion. It's a it's a complete fact. Rangers comfortably have a better squad than Aberdeen's, hands down. No ifs buts about it. We do. Rangers will get second at least one hundred percent. Aberdeen will get third, and I would still see third as an achievement for Aberdeen. Because Rangers have got a much better squad than Aberdeen, right? Rangers have beaten Aberdeen the last three times. Finishing third, is, that's an achievement for Aberdeen. Still finishing in top three, European place. And you're finishing, a, you're finishing behind the old firm. There's no shame in that. No, there's no shame in it. Um, but I, I, when Aberdeen fans and Aberdeen finishing second for the past few seasons, getting to two cup finals last season, they'll still need to finish second to feel as if they've done their job. I mean, the rest of the league might say, oh, we're Aberdeen fair enough. He's finished above everyone else, but for old firm. Hmm, but. But. As you were saying? Yeah. I thought like, I'd cut out there. <laughs> man, and I, the, the, the rest of the, the table, like, yeah, fair enough, he's finished above everybody outside the old firm. Yeah, you know, went far in the Scottish. But Aberdeen fans and, you know, Derek McInnes, they want to finish second, and if they don't finish second, because we're so, I mean, they're close. We're, we're not sitting, you know, ten points behind Rangers. They're still, in a, they're still within a shout, right? They're still within, uh, you know, no touch and distance. They're still, it's still close. So, in 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 Aberdeen, will realise, you know, if we could actually take points off the old firm, then they would probably would be above you. But so, they simply can't do it. They simply cannot do it. Don't so, uh, Aberdeen. Will be desperate to still finish second, and it's it's not a done deal. It's not well in my opinion. Ranger, well, I mean, like of course you're saying, oh, it's not a done deal. But in my opinion, yeah, of course Aberdeen are still within a shout, right? Mathematically speaking, they are. But I just do not see them finishing above Rangers whatsoever, whatsoever, mate. So um, yeah, I'm thinking about um, moving on. Do you fancy it? We'll speak about Ross County. I have been choking to speak about this for a long, long time. Right, well, not a long time ever since it happened. So last week, <laughs> um, Owen Coyle, I predicted this. Owen Coyle left Ross County. I said on Scott Score, uh, check the archives out. I said that as soon as he was appointed, Owen Coyle is a terrible appointment for Ross County. Ross County will end up regretting this appointment. Owen Coyle is a fraud. He's not a good manager. He's overrated. He talks a good game. That's it. He's good at manipulating chairman and convincing them that he knows what he's doing when he clearly doesn't. And look at the evidence right there. Owen Coyle left last week because he's a coward. He left because he's a coward. And he left because he knew he could not do the job. He was not capable of keeping Ross County in that division. And I feel as though that's him done with football. Who's going to want to appoint this guy? Running scared because he knows that He's not got the skill set to keep Ross County in the league. I mean, yeah, I agree. That's effectively what's happened. I mean, it's not as if they're relegated mathematically. I mean, I mean, they're probably going to get relegated now they've not got any manager. Uh, but it is, it is, it is cowardly. And maybe seeing himself as maybe seeing himself as, uh, is as fired, and he's just thought, you know what? I'll make it easy for them. I'll, I'll leave myself before the inevitable happens. But 
I mean, I remember Ross County won that. What game did I remember? I says, oh, they might have a bit of It was a 4 1 against Dundee, yeah, and I said it was a fluke. They made me eat my words there, and you were right again about Ross County, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it is cowardly. It is, it is, um, yeah, 100%, mate. Um, it, it, I don't know why they, they got rid of Jim McIntyre. I don't know why they sacked him. If they kept Jim McIntyre at the helm, I think County would have stayed up. But it's just the fact they appoint your own coil and people are saying to me, Scott, how can you criticise that? Ah, that's a good appointment for Ross County. I'm like, no, it's not. Ross County could easily get... A, they could easily could have got a better manager than own coil. And own coil was just desperate to get back in the game. And that the reason he went to Ross County was because nobody else would employ him. The guy only done well at one club and that was Burnley. He failed everywhere else he went, right? He failed at Blackburn. Uh, he failed at Wigan. Failed at Bolton, failed at Ross County, only ever done well at Burnley, and he got them promoted. And then he thought he was Mr. Big Shot when Celtic came in for him, and then uh, he rejected Celtic, saying, No, I'm, I'm going to stay at Burnley. And uh, he ended up getting Burnley relegated, uh, I think, or he might have left what, <laughs> like right before the inevitable uh, was about to happen. Uh, it just shows you the kind of human being he is. And it was a terrible appointment now, Ross I County are regretting it. It has to be repeating itself, basically. Exactly, I know, I know. So, uh, don't quote me on that, it might be wrong, but I, I'm sure yeah. that's actually what happened where he left before the season was about to end. So, <laughs> it just shows you the type of guy he is. So, Ross County, they're going down, but who do you see actually uh, replacing uh, that clown on coil? I have absolutely no idea. You're asking the wrong person. Um, I, would, I don't know, yeah. mate. I, who would I want to take it? I don't know if I'm, yeah. Probably not have a manager before the end of the season. Um, yeah, probably a bit of a Rangers idea going on. Um, I, I don't think I don't think anybody would want a job before they're relegated. Yeah, exactly. And see if they go down to Championship, mate. Right, they've got some decent players in their defence. They do have decent players. If they go down to Championship, they're all going to want to go. And look at uh, Ross County's rivals, Inverness. Look how bad they're performing this season. Inverness will probably be down there for another couple seasons because see for teams like St Mirren, Ross County. And Inverness, when they, if, when they get relegated, it's not like for a Dundee United, or, well, not Dundee United, because they're in dire straits right now, it's not like a, a Hearts or, or a Hibs going down. They've got the finances, and they are easy, they can rebuild better than teams like Ross County, etc. But when Ross County and St Mirren go down, they haven't got the finances to cope with that, and they would need to release some of their top earners. Uh, and when you look at Dundee United right now as well, mate, Dundee United, they had to sell their training ground because it's not sustainable for them at this moment in time and it's looking like they're going to be down the championship for another season. So if Ross County go down, they'll be down there for a long time. I'll, be, I'll probably say for the next three or four years. Because look at, look at teams like Hibs. It took Hibs three years to come up, right? Um, it took... Um, it's, well, it's, look at the, obviously look at Dundee United. I think that, uh, they'll be down there for the third season there's no way they'll come up they've not got a good enough squad so they'll be down there for another season so it just shows you how like, how much it, it can affect teams when they get relegated down to the championship so County they're in dire straits and I just had a wee look uh, on the internet there to see if it was linked with the job and uh, nothing's actually came up uh, yeah I, I, I think I'm right we'll, we'll not be a appointed to the end of the season I can't I mean, see it. They're unsavable. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm just, hold on, I'm just I'm very keen to see who they've got like, in caretaker charge. Um, let's see, I think it's Stuart, who's it, Stuart Kettlewell? Oh, uh, Stuart Kettlewell and uh, Stephen Ferguson will be in charge uh, until the end of the season. So, yeah, yeah that's uh, who's in charge of a uh, county just now. And uh, obviously we've got, um, what other stuff we've got to talk about, Ben? We've got uh, Nenba Derby uh, tomorrow night as well. So that's uh, going to be a big one. Uh, so it is. Yeah, I enjoy Nenba Derby. I know, well, they're, all, they're always a tasty affair, so they are. Uh, it'll, be int- it'll be intriguing to see how this one will go. Because um, obviously the last one was the Scottish Cup. Um, and uh, Hearts nicked it, 1-0. Christoph Berra uh, scored at the last minute from a corner. A bullet of a header, so it was, and uh, yeah, be interesting. Right? How do you see it going, man? I fancy Hibs because they're the team in form, and it's at Easter Road, and so uh, I fancy Hibs. Uh, I mean, Hearts have, I mean, Hearts have moved below Kilmarnock, and I was saying to you, Scott, uh, for Hearts to have a successful season, like Hearts, I've said this a couple of times on Scott Score, Hearts' season will be defined um, by whether or not we finish above Hibs. And that is looking quite unlikely now. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance Hearts will finish above Hibs. So that that's a, that will be an unsuccessful season for Hearts. I mean, even Kilmarnock, if Kilmarnock keep up this form, then they'll finish above Hearts as well. So. Yeah, I think there's a good shout at that, mate. I think Kelly will finish above Hearts. Um, and I don't know what's happened to Hearts, right? They've got really nothing much to play for, except for for them to make the top six. Now, they're out of the Scottish Cup. That, surpri- that really surprised me, by the way, when Mullerwell uh, dumped about the cup. I did not see that one coming at all, mate. No, I've never seen that coming either. No, so uh, Mullerwell obviously beat them 2-1, and then the well are through the semi-final. And uh, Hearts, I don't know what's happened uh, recently. Um, they played Rangers uh, two or three weeks ago, mate, and uh, I'll speak about this now. Rangers, I'm linking on, very comfortable performance against uh, Hearts. It was so, so comfortable. I... Uh, Hearts, remember I said to you going into that game, oh, it'll be a tight game, two, I think Rangers will nick it 2-1. Oh my God, I was I was so surprised at how easy it was. So, so comfortable. And Jamie Murphy, I'm not even kidding on, mate. Jamie Murphy, he is hands down Rangers' best signing in January. What a player he is. Unbelievable. That goal we scored against Hearts where he just danced around the defenders, danced around the goalkeeper and just passed it into the uh, passed it into the, the net. Goals, the other goals you can literally just watch and watch over and over again. It's like Messi and it. it just yeah. nobody can touch him inside the box. It's a, it's a brilliant goal. Oh yeah, he's, you know, honestly he's terrific mate. I'm a big, big fan of Jamie Murphy and uh, he's just really, uh, you can just tell, like he's really added to the team and see when you watch him play you can just tell this guy is a proper footballer, and he obviously played with Brighton in the championship last year, and Brighton obviously got automatic promotion last year, and he played a part in that, so the guy knows what he's doing, he's a terrific footballer, and that's what I mean, mate. Rangers have signed well, defensively Rangers look really solid uh, as well, look really solid with Austin Martin uh, and by David Bates, and then just really, really enjoying the stuff Rangers are playing just now. Um, and Rangers obviously placing Johnson 4-1 mate like, that was another comfortable performance where I was going at that game I was like oh, I think it might be quite tough actually St Johnson they're very hot and cold but they're still always a difficult team to play against and 
comfortable as anything, 4-1, and uh, Morales, uh, see Morales, <laughs> he infuriates me at times, mate, um, I think you can see where I'm coming from, he's one of these guys, right, I, I like him a lot, he's a top goal scorer in the league, right, but he's one of these guys who, he'll, have, he'll miss about four chances, but he'll still score, <laughs> it's so infu- it's so infuriating, like, it is, like, do you see where I'm coming from? Say that again. And, and oh, do you know in the sense of like, do you see where I'm coming from? Like, he's one of these strikers who you like him. He scores goals, but he's so infuriating because you'll miss about four chances, but you'll uh, still score. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Callum McCoyster heard somebody, somebody referred to him as Callum McCoyster. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that uh, comparison as well, mate. I like Morales, I do, and I thought his goal against St Johnson was a real poacher's goal. He's got great instinct about him. Yeah. Uh, so Can he I has. Um, he's still young. He's only twenty one as well. So exactly, he's, mate. Aye. He's, he's, he's young. So. Mhm. I still. He's best bet will be stay at Rangers and just hopefully he gets hopefully he gets the game time he needs. Mhm. Yeah, because I'm just a really huge fan of him. Uh, and I mean, some people are trying to say, for example, see JJ right? He said in the podcast like. But it was right after the 2 0 uh, game against Celtic, right? He was like this, Morales has been found out. And I was like, no, I was I was standing by my guns. I was like, mate, all Morales needs is a goal. The guy's just lacking confidence. That's it. And yeah. I'm not trying to toot my own but took my own horn again, mate, but look who was right. Look at Morales right now. Top goal scorer in the league. Scoring goals for fun at this moment in time. So uh, it just shows you. And uh, what do you make of uh, Sean Goss, mate? He's turned out to be a good signing for Rangers. Sean Goss. Son, uh, yeah, Sean Goss. He's been he's been terrific so far. So far, he's like he <laughs> had some reservations about him when he came in, but since he's came in, mate, pff, my God, he's proven me wrong. He's been terrific. He's going. He's he really adds to the midfield. Him and Greg Doherty, I think, are a good match. Don't you think? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you know what I think so? I know, I will. But yeah, and honestly, mate, I think uh, I think they're a great match. Sean Gotts and uh, Greg Dockett in Windass, though, as you know, mate. I've been very, very critical of uh, Big Josh Windass. Yeah, um, he's been. Yeah, he's scoring goals, he's, he's scoring goals, he's doing alright. Now, obviously, Bob goes in the league. Now, obviously, Chris Boyd, and then there's no Celtic player until fourth. And Josh Windass is above him, so. No, Josh Windass is the third top goal scorer in the league. Six assists as well, which is more assists than Chris Boyd and Morella, so he, he's, he's a man on form. Oh, absolutely, mate. I'm big, big fan of Sean Goss. He's, uh, uh, no, Sean Goss and uh, well, Windass right now. Sorry, I was just uh, looking at something there with Sean Goss. That's why I mentioned him. Um, yeah, Windass is... Uh, he annoys me. He's, he's another player that annoys me. Well, he's very hot and cold, but he'll get a goal. But see, his overall contribution at times, it's not enough. But I think I'm just kind of looking for things to moan at about Windass. Um, but he's, he's scoring goals, you know. So... I can't really complain too much and Graham Murray to be fair to him he's bringing out the best in Windass yeah yes he's bringing out the best in him so well, that's what happens to some managers I mean uh, Brendan Rodgers has came to Celtic there's been you know massive improvements in James Forrest I mean I don't I, I could I hated seeing a Celtic team with James Forrest on it but a team should be Forrest's name on it but now if James Forrest is in the team you know I'm happy with that He's been in brilliant form this season, and that's Brendan Rodgers bringing out the best of him. That happens with you know when managers go to any club, you know you see improvements in some players. So 
Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, like, that, like, I was speaking to someone, right, and they said to me, uh, they said that, Scott, see uh, Josh Windass, see the way Rangers fans see Josh Windass, that's the way Celtic fans see James Forrest. If James Forrest has a, a bad game, I think you can uh, vouch for this, if James Forrest has a bad game, he's the whipping boy for the Celtic fans. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, like he's a whipping boy for the Celtic fans. That's the time with Windass as well. If Windass has a bad game, whipping boy, that's what he is. Like Rangers fans just all just pounce on him, single I him think out. That's true, but it's just so it's not helpful. So it's a, it's a bit. Um, it's a bit of a negative. I suppose it's a bit of a negative. Um, yeah, I know. Fans in general and Celtic and Rangers fans. Because it, it, it's more helpful, you know. You're supposed to be a supporter, and I'm, I, I, I do as well. I'm critical of James Forrest a lot, um, but yeah, it is unhelpful. I mean, you look at it from this perspective, so it is, uh, it is not helpful. I mean, because you know, you know these are players that can play, can score goals, and can make assists. Put balls in the box or whatever. We're good football players, so you know. But it's just a not consistent enough, you know. Um, yeah. That's my big. Uh, gripe with uh, Josh Windass he's not consistent enough at times and it really boils my blood and then everyone's like oh he's proved you wrong proved you wrong but yeah and then I say well he's scoring goals and he's hit for him but yeah I always have like I've always got a criticism for him and my, see, I feel as though my criticisms for Windass are very very valid uh, they are um, and I think and there's plenty of Rangers fans that will agree with me in that sense <coughs> so um, yeah we kind of got off topic there so in my derby um, what's your prediction for that one That'll be intriguing to see see how that one goes. I think it'll be a tight game, mate. It's at Easter Road, I think, eh? Yeah. Um, I think I'll go for a... What am I fancying here? I think I might go a, a one each. I'll go for a draw. I fancy Hibs to win 2-1. I can see... Uh, my heart's definitely scoring. I mean, they, 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 scored, they get beat against my whole... still scored. Mikhail Lafferty's in uh, decent form. I think Hibs are without Barker, I'm sure. Which is a bit, I think, you know, it's a considerable loss, but... Oh, yeah, it's a uh, loss. Absolutely, I'm in form. Uh, I, I think I've won. I have done a good form at this moment in time, mate. Uh, so they are. And uh, they've uh, won their last four games. And, oh, what, did you see what happened to Neil Lennon? Oh, please tell me you've seen this, right? When Kamara played Hibs, have you seen this? Uh, when he was trying to left. Yeah, when it finished to each. Yeah, like... Uh, uh, what do you think? Do you think it was a penalty or not? I think it was a penalty. I do think it was a penalty. Uh, it was a hard one. I, you know, when I was watching it on sports scene, I, I was, I was like, I would hate to be the ref. That was, that was my actual, that was my reaction. I, yeah, I'd seen it. I'd like, I wouldn't like to be in his position. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it was a penalty or not, because it happens every weekend in football. You know, this referees make bad decisions and good decisions and controversial decisions. You don't act like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Not a role model and this, that, and the next thing. He is, a, he is supposed to be a role model. You don't act like that, regardless if it was a penalty or not. You know. Ah, you're absolutely right, mate. Yeah. I mean, does it? I mean, every, you know, we've both watched football when you're young, and you, you get like emotional and angry, and you just. You want to express yourself, but it does not help. The penalty has been taken. The goal had been scored. Uh, and how many times have I said Marcel was a great goalkeeper? And you have, you have indeed, <laughs> mate. Brilliant that game. Yeah. So 
and you know, learning, you just don't act like that. You know, he should know. I mean, how many times has he been in trouble? And he just does not learn. Countless. Um, anyway, he just he, he doesn't help himself. You would have th- you would have thought the guy would have matured over the years, and he hasn't. It's it's so cringeworthy. You see, you don't act like that. Why you don't? Of course, as you were saying, we we all we're all emotional. We all get passionate. But you don't score. You don't go right up in the referee's face, scream in his face, and clap like that sarcastically. Yeah. Uh, sarcastically clap. He knew what was going to happen. So, yeah, he, oh, yeah. He can obviously protest the decision, but do it in a better way than that, mate. Like that's embarrassing. Come on, and he's going to get punished for that quite rightly so, right? So, he should know better, Neil Lennon. He should know. He should really know better. And Kamarnock, in my opinion, I thought. Second half, unbelievable. They should have won that. Yeah, they dominating second half. It was really good. Marciano. He was he unbelievable. Made, he kept them in that. Yeah. Yeah, and Jordan Jones. <laughs> what a goal that was, mate. <laughs> what a screamer. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I thought Scott, McKenna, Scott McKenna was going to get goal this season. Mate, that is up there. So I remember watching it in the pub right before the Rangers game and I was like, what a goal! That is unbelievable. So Jordan Jones, he's a he's got a bright future ahead of him. And we we meet a few of us on me and you are on repeat every single week on Scott Score. But Steve Clark, oh my God, he I'm going to say it now, he is one hundred percent in contention for manager here. He's in contention. I'm not saying he'll win it, but he's in contention. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think he'll win it. I think he will win it. If he keeps up the form. Totally transform that team around. If, if he keeps up that form and he finishes above if he finishes in fifth, then he'll win it. Because it is it's no good form. It's getting results against Celtic and Rangers, it's And mate, you, you know, mate, they're still in the Cup. They're still in the Scottish Cup as well. He's got their players playing really, really well. You know. I mean we're two now that I mean what you know they played had an excellent second half and you say we should have won, but is it Teams that will go. What did you say at the beginning of the podcast about Celtic? They conceded that goal against Zenit and then the heads were down and they just. It was as if they knew we were going to the get The heads beat. were down, yeah, and they're like, we're going to get beat. They were 2 0 down, but they were still fighting and trying to be first to have the ball. And then in the second half, we just dominated the game and we got a result, which from, from 2 0 down for Kilmarnock is excellent. Absolutely, so, yeah. They got a point, a well earned point, and <laughs> they should have won it. <laughs> so. It just shows you the standards of Kilmarnock just now, mate. And obviously, Steve Clark got a manager of the month, uh, so he did, uh, which is uh, which, which is good news. And then I'm just looking at Kelly's form recently, mate. Last, uh, what is it? One, two, three, four. Last, last uh, five games unbeaten. Uh, they're just doing doing really well just now. And then uh, they beat uh, St Johnson as well. Um, I think it was uh, last night or. Wednesday, so I think it was I uh, no sorry it was uh, last night so it was Wednesday when uh, they beat uh, St Johnson but yeah they're absolutely flying uh, at this moment in time and yeah just come on what more can be said doing fantastic just now and it's good it's good to see I mean, we're moving up the table as well we're still in the cup as you said so it's actually enjoyable just to you know it makes you sort of want to support them so to speak but it makes you. Happy to see him doing well, and Steve Clark makes you happy to see that he's doing well as well. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Kelly, if I'm being honest, I've always had a wee soft spot, and just the tactics overall, Steve Clark's tactics, he gets it, just the way he commands past the ball, it's some great stuff they play, and when they, see when they concede, 
the, for example, getting beat 2-0 in that game against Sibs, were a horrendous first half, but Steve Clark rallied the troops, and done his team talk, motivated them, changed things around, second half, totally different side, totally different side. So, That's a thing, but that's a really good sign if a manager can you know, change the tactics and get it so right. Mm-hmm. Aye, absolutely. So, Kamara, I feel as well, I think Kelly will beat Aberdeen and they'll go on to face Millerwell in the semi. And yes, yeah, so it's an old firm semi then. An old firm semi. We're, we're getting to the old firm game. Yeah, we'll get to the old firm game soon. So, when I was watching uh, the draw uh, in the pub and I seen, obviously, Rangers got Celtic. And uh, I was, I, I, see, last year when Rangers drew Celtic, I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, oh, I was dreading it. But see this year, mate, I'm I'm feeling confident. confident I'm feeling confident, mate. I I honestly am. Um, just finally got the confidence back. We'll, we'll see if he's still confident after Sunday's game. That'll be when. That's it. That is um, what you know. Obviously, we're going to be going by when it comes to the the, the, the semi. So yeah, it's all good. When it talks about the semi, when we're talking about you know this whole thing coming Sunday, you say we're in form. I'm confident for this season. That reason we've got. Uh, Got, you know I mean, who's that? Jamie Murphy, Jason Cummins, Josh Randall, all in excellent because it's Celtic, we're still, you know, the best team in Scotland. We've still got the best squad, most depth. Uh, you know, Tom Roderick will be back fully fit. He scored at Ibrox last time out. Dembele's uh, had a bit of form again, scored two. Uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. I fancy Celtic. Brendan Rodgers, he's, been, he's got a good record against Rangers. He's not lost a game. So, I'm not going to say too much about the semi. Uh, because I'll see how Sunday goes, but I'm feeling confident about Sunday. So let's get let's move on to Sunday, right? So <laughs> it's going to be a big one. <clears throat> I'm feeling very confident going into it, mate, because obviously Rangers' form has been fantastic recently. Rangers are playing some brilliant stuff, and Celtic—they're not the team they once were. They're not the team they once were, right? And see when you see teams like Kamalak that can beat Celtic. Um, when you see teams like Hearts beating Celtic four 0 and then also when you look at um, the last time Rangers uh, and Celtic played, finished 0 now at Parkhead, and I feel as though, I think you would agree, mate, Rangers should have won that game. Rangers should have won that. Morales missed two absolute sitters in the second half, and that, it, it's good. I always say, going into that old firm game in December, I was saying, I was dreading that, I was like, if we get a point, I'll be buzzing. As soon as the game finished, I was like, this is very bittersweet, we should have won. So, going into this game, mate, I feel confident, I think Rangers will win. I f- honestly believe we can do it. Teams play with so much confidence right now. We've got belief about us, and the players seem up for it. And you know what? Ha- did you hear what happened after the game on Sunday? Rangers Falkirk game. Um, sees the, the the Rangers players are watching the draw come in in the dressing room, and then there's a big roar from the dressing room. It just shows you the players are up for this. They're confident. You wouldn't have seen. You would not have seen the Rangers team uh, under Pedro Casinha doing something like that. We know the Rangers team are up for it. Um, we know how the fans feel, we know Rangers are in form. Um, but ultimately, I think it's, it's Rangers who are under pressure in this tie. You know, if, if they want to... Be, it's know, a must-win, mate, it's a must-win. Celtic got a game in hand, but if you just win this, then 
he's at only what three points behind. Three points, yeah. Points so, I mean, and he's at home, obviously. So the pressure is definitely is, is on Rangers, in my opinion. Yeah, it's yeah, like it, because when was the last time Rangers? When was the last time Rangers played a game where they were under you know pressure to win? Like, like about so all eyes were saying. Like no, but yeah, I know where you come from. In the last time, maybe like an old firm game where people are saying, "Oh, Rangers are got a good chance here." I think I would probably say it was the semi final where Rangers uh, beat Celtic. Remember the Scottish Cup semi two years ago? That one. But what is under pressure though? Because you were. Well, I wouldn't say we're under pressure, but I would say we're. Favorite. Some people, some some of the bookies were saying Rangers were favourites going into that. So I can't really recall the last time Rangers were under so much pressure. But yeah, I would say this game is yeah Rangers are under pressure on this time, game. No, at the same time, uh, I mean even Rangers fans are over, like yeah Celtic are going to win the league. So is that? I mean maybe they won't feel the pressure. But I think if anybody's got the pressure on them, it's Rangers. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I know where you come from. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, so this Sunday, right? Um. It will be. It will be. Oh, I, I, honestly, this is. It's going to be tight. It will be a tight game, and see if Rangers seriously want to make a realistic title challenge. Right, Rangers need to win this. If Rangers draw, right. If Rangers draw, right. Uh, there's a wee glimmer of hope. If Rangers lose, it's done. There's no title challenge. But even you can admit, mate, if Rangers win this Sunday, there is a title challenge. If Rangers win this Sunday, there is a title challenge because it means Celtic's bad form is extending outside Europe. Uh, you know, despite the game of hands. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. For that reason, I think it will be a title challenge. Because, uh, let's be honest, right, you know yourself, mate, Celtic have dropped some ridiculous points this season and Celtic are not the side they once were. And, and obviously, it's a totally different Rangers side. Absolutely, mate. Well, mate. Oh yeah, I know it's like it's a totally different side. I'm not saying Celtic have been horrendous this uh, this season. They've not been horrendous, but they're not the side they once were. And this is a totally different Rangers side. Um, I keep well, emphasising that it's totally different. Twenty like two twenty goal strikers this season. You know, Dembele and Griffiths are only on seven and eight league goals. You know, uh, the difference between Scott Sinclair is day and night. He right. Lost his confidence. Well, here's a question for you, mate. Right, Scott Sinclair, should he? Start in Sunday or no? He's got a good record against the uh, Rangers, but would you start? There's absolutely no way I would start Scott Sinclair at Ibrox on Sunday. There's no way. With Sunder, okay, he's not scored any goals yet, but I don't think he was brought in as a goal scorer anyway. My wingers would be James Forrest and, and with Sunder, as long as they're both fit, and I don't, I think, pretty sure they are. Um, Forrest has had a brilliant season. He's played plenty of old firms. I'll be with Sunder's first old firm, so he should be up for it. I mean, if Paddy Roberts, I don't think he's fully fit. Um, if he was fully fit, I would start James Forrest and Patrick Roberts. But my wingers would be Masonda and Forrest. There's no way I'd start Sinclair. He's, he's not playing with any confidence. So why would you start him at Ibrooks? Especially in that atmosphere. And let's just say, right, and even, on, for example, remember last time uh, we played, uh, Rangers played Celtic, Scott Sinclair was terrible. He, he was. I remember. I was like, he's playing absolutely rotten at this yeah, moment. Game he's played, despite the goals and the assist he's made or whatever. You know, the only game I remember thinking, you know, that's the same Scott Sinclair as last season was Amber like away. Hmm. Quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So well played. He's just no had any played any confidence this season, really. You know, especially since 
Christmas, so. so what player are you worried about the most this Sunday in the Rangers team? That what player would you be if you were Brendan Rodgers, what player would you be like, right, mark this guy, do not give this guy any space? Do you know what I would say uh, before you answer it? I would say Celtic we really need to watch Jamie Murphy because Jamie Murphy on that wing he causes defences a lot no, of problems and I think you'll have fun with that Celtic defence. Jason Cummings, he scored four, didn't he? So. Uh, Cummings, uh, he scored uh, three uh, the weekend there, scored three. Do you, know that was, do you know that was Jason Cummings' first career hat-trick? Yeah, I've seen that. That's thing, mental to think. Uh, here's a question that's really been dividing a lot of Rangers fans, right, I'll answer this. Um, a lot of Rangers fans have been saying, right, who should we start, Cummings or Morales? Honestly, I'm going to, I would say... I like Cummings a lot. Cummings is a good player. He's a goal scorer. But I feel as though he would make much more of an impact if he came on if uh, as a sub if, uh, if Morales is struggling out there. So I would start Morales, right? But if Morales is struggling out there, I would bring on Jason Cummings because Cummings would be up for it, would be fired up. And you know if, right, if Jason Cummings scores, right, that is, that is a sight all Rangers fans want to see. Jason Cummings getting a goal against Celtic because I, I think I said before in the pod, right? You agree? Jason Cummings is one of these guys, right? If he's not playing for you, you hate him. But if he's playing for you, you absolutely love him. He's quite similar to, in a sense, I like Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths, terrific football. I'm not going to deny that. But he's one of these guys. If he's playing for you, you love him. But if he's not, you hate him. You have to hate him. <laughs> yeah, one of those ones. So I would start Morales uh, this Sunday, but if Morales is struggling out there. I'll throw on a uh, big cum dog. So my team for this Sunday though, right, I'll ask you your team. Uh, right, I've asked you your team, eh? No. Right, alright, I need to ask you your team in a minute. So my team for this Sunday against uh, Celtic would be in goals for Dinham, right back, James Tavernier. Um, so I'm going for a 4-2-3-1, so Fordinham in goals, Tavernier right back, two centre-halves would be Russell Martin and uh, David Bates. Um, I don't know if Lee Wallace will be fit, but he played a bounce game during the week. So if Lee Wallace is fit, of course Lee Wallace at left back. Um, Declan John will be out. So if Lee Wallace is out injured, it's going to, it's going going to need to be Andy Halliday at left back. So um, just say we'll go with Lee, we'll just go with uh, the story that Lee Wallace is fit. So Lee Wallace left back, and in the midfield I will have Greg Doherty and Sean Goss, and. Out left, I will have Jamie Murphy. Uh, in behind, I will have Josh Windass. And out right, I will have Daniel Kondias, uh, who Daniel Kondias has been nothing short of uh, phenomenal recently. That is an absolute bargain. <laughs> Daniel Kondias, 700k, pff, absolute bargain. And up top, I will have, uh, as I just said, Morales. So that will be my team for this Sunday. Ben, what about yours? Well... Unfortunately, Doris defeats in goals. He's the goalkeeper for my 4-2-3-1. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. We've, had, we've spoken about that, haven't we? Uh, my centre-backs are... I think Lustig is suspended, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Should be. Ah, you'd be buzzing with that. <laughs> uh, Simonovic and Chris Ovesia, who we spoke about again in the past couple of pods. He's been brilliant since he's returned to Fukuoka. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Simonovic, Asia. Uh, right back, uh, probably Gamboa. But, uh, you know, Hendry, I don't know. 
right back would be Gamboa, left back Kieran Tierney, obviously. Centre uh, mid, so beside Scott Brown, uh, Oliver and Cham, who I think had a great season. Um, I was very critical of Cham at the beginning of the season, actually. Um, I wasn't really impressed, but I've been I've been impressed uh, the past few months. Mm-hmm. And some really solid performances. Uh, so in front of them, front three in front of them would be out uh, left, Masonda, right, James Forrest, uh, Tom Rogic behind Mr. Dembele. I think Mr. Dembele's good bit of form. Tom Rogic scored at Ivelox last season, uh, the last time we played, sorry. Uh, Forrest in brilliant form, and then Masonda, first of all. So I think that's a really solid team. It's, those players are here in good form in the team. I picked, so mm-hmm. I know I think Rangers player to watch is probably going to be Dembele. He loves to go against Rangers. He's scored against Aberdeen, scored two in the Scottish. Yeah, we need to keep an eye on uh, Mr. Dembele. <coughs> He's got a good record against Rangers, obviously, so yeah. need to keep a close eye on uh, Big Musa. So, Ben, your prediction for this Sunday, Rangers Celtic? 2-0 to Celtic. 2-0 Celtic. I'm going to say... In your opinion, who do you think will get the two goals to Celtic then? Masonda, uh, Masonda. Dembele's banging one away. What, mate? Dembele's going to bang one away. Probably his head. No, I don't know. Dembele to score and James Forrest. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Rangers... Rodrick's scoring. Mark my words. Everybody listening. Five hundred on Rodrick. <laughs> right, let's have a let's have a wager on this then, mate. Right, let's have a wager. Right, so if Tom Rodrick scores this Sunday, I will give you a fiver, and if he doesn't, you owe me a fiver. Deal. You've just lost a fiver. <laughs> I like your confidence. I like your confidence. Right, I'm going to say Rangers will win one 0 and the guy that will get the goal will be none other than Jambo Murphy, big Jamie Murphy. Will get the goal. That's what I think. Rangers will win. Rangers will win one now, and the title challenge will be on, and the Rangers will be coming. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. It's probably the little game I've looked most forward to actually. I cannot wait, mate. Like, I can't believe I said Dembele and Forrester when literally this whole week I've been saying Roger will score. So Roger and Dembele two and zero. And you've uh, <laughs> if we've got a fiver wager on this, mate. There's no backing out now, mate. You've got a fiver on this. We've got proof. We've got audio. We've got audio evidence. Rogic's banging a goal, like last time. You'll see, mate. I, I swear to God, man, see if Rangers are winning like 3 0, then Rogic gets a penalty and scores. I'm like, oh, kid me on, man. So, yeah, and oh, mate, we've got another big derby this weekend that we've not spoken about. The Lanarkshire Derby. Aki's, well, the Lanarkshire Derby. We've got three derbies this weekend, so let's speak about the Lanarkshire Derby. How do you see that one going, my man? Obviously, the well are in good form at this moment in time. Aki's, uh, <laughs> Aki's have lost the last five games. Um, I'm going to go for the well on that one, mate. I think the well will nick that one, probably. Because you know how bad Aki's defence is. You cannot remember the last time they kept a clean sheet. Campbell scored a good amount of goals this season, but that's it. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah. I, I think the well will... You know what I'm gonna, I think Motherwell will battle them. I think Motherwell will win. 4-1. Yeah, I think I'm saying Motherwell 4-1 that's uh, my opinion on that one so anything else that we really need to speak about any 
Anything else? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything, yeah. I think we have. But yeah, it's going to be interesting this Sunday, man. It will be to see uh, what will happen. In fact, I'll get the fixtures up and I'll probably predict the other fixtures. Because obviously we'll change the format up where we're not going to be talking about all the other SPFL games because we feel as though the listeners weren't really enjoying just us analysing all the SPFL games when really you can just listen to sports scene and get that. So it's going to be more topic-driven and we're going to be talking about what we think the listeners will enjoy listening to. So... So, well, obviously, Hibs and Hearts, uh, we, I said one each, and you said, I think, what was your prediction for Hibs and Hearts again? I think you said 1-0 uh, Hibs. Hibs to win, yeah. Uh, did I say 1-0 or 2-0? 2-1, I think. 2-1. Uh, 2-1. Uh, Hearts are scoring enough goals to score against Hibs. Uh, Dundee St. Johnson. Dundee St. Johnson. Dundee, I think, 1-0. Uh, Schalke score 1-0. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go for a... A uh, nil-nil, nil-nil, and uh, Aki's mother already covered that one, Kelly, Ross County, Kel- <laughs> come on up Ross County, I'm going to go for a Kelly 3-0 battering of County. Kelly will batter them 3-4-0. Aye, uh, absolutely, and uh, Partick Thistle versus Aberdeen, the game that, <laughs> that really is just, we've got all these other derbies and it's Thistle Aberdeen, so Thistle Aberdeen, sorry Aberdeen fans. Uh, very disrespectful there. Apologies for that. So the first Aberdeen, I'm going to go for a a one each. I'm going to say Aberdeen will win. Stephen May gets a game he'll score. <laughs> Try to add in goal scorers to my predictions. I don't know, Ben. God, man, I think you're going to get. I think you're going to get a lot wrong here. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> oh, we we'll wait and see. Wait and see this Sunday, man. How it goes. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And obviously, the whole fun game, I've already covered that. I said 1 0, and then you said 2 0 Celtic. So, I said 1 0 Rangers, you said 2 0 Celtic. So, yeah, I think that's us pretty much covered uh, all we need to cover. So, follow uh, us on Twitter at Scott Squad Pod. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Scott Bradley X, to get some insightful tweets uh, from myself. Uh, ben, what's uh, your Twitter handle? Don't know. Ben Baker 4. <laughs> oh, oh! Before we go, breaking news! Fantastic news! Rangers are delighted to confirm uh, Morales has signed a new contract with the club until two thousand and twenty-one. Twenty twenty-one. Morales has signed a new deal. That's what did I say? What did I literally say when we're talking about Rangers? Morales. Rangers is the best club for him. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred ten percent. You were saying that he's young, and he's young, and he, I think he'll be best served staying at Rangers to further his development and eventually he'll go down south and see when you see teams like even though it's like Chinese teams putting bids in for like seven, eight million and Rangers are knocking that back. Even though it's the transfer market is ridiculous nowadays. It just shows you. It just shows you mate Morales has got a big future uh, in the game. So yeah, I'm I'm delighted with that. It's fantastic news. Fantastic news. And um yeah, Ben, I'm just, uh, I'm absolutely buzzing for this Sunday, so we'll record the podcast uh, next week, and I'm looking forward to it. Or oh, let's hope nothing controversial happens, because then it'll end up being fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> it'll end up being fireworks. Can you imagine it just turned out to be like a boring nil-nil game? I think Celtic would be more happy with that than, obviously, Rangers, you know? <laughs> yeah, So hopefully not, because it's... <sighs> Most highly anticipated old fun game. In a long, long time, mate. A long time. So, um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. So, 
Uh, take care, guys, and until next week, we will see you soon.